Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast. We're back after a few weeks off as the FedEx Cup playoffs wrapped up. Had some weeks off just on the PGA Tour in general. But the fall swing begins this week. Not a not a big break. Even Max Homa tweeted about it today. Not a big break, as you would like. But they're heading to Napa, California. A lot of new Corn Ferry grads. That'll make things interesting. A couple big names in the field. Overall, typical fall swing events. We'll get you ready for your DraftKings lineups there. Follow the podcast on Twitter at always press DFS. I am on Twitter at BD Intric. My co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. It's good to be uh, looking at golf. I actually like logged in and looked at uh, prices this morning. I was like, okay, we're kind of doing this again. I'm always one that likes kind of the half uh, good tournaments because you get uh, the craziness that might ensue. We'll see, but uh, should be fun. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a new season. Yeah, so. It's a new season, new FedEx Cup points, new dreams, whatever the new slogan is going to be. It'll be something. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, maybe maybe it should be like you only live once. That's what they should do. Like Get creative with it. But uh, that's just me. I'm snarky <laughs> like that. Um, we'll see how that all plays out. But it should be fun. Any? I, we haven't talked in a while. So any thoughts on what's going on on the tour recently? Anything fun, exciting for you? Uh, I mean, the, uh, the tour championship was surprisingly um, – fun to watch yeah um rory winning that and well in my opinion more of scotty losing it than rory winning it. even though you know rory did you know i mean he, he basically came back from 10 shots back you know so i mean it's it, it, incredible performance by rory but still you know uh scotty shouldn't lose that and then i guess the only other thing is just kind of the the live bullshit yep it's never gonna end it's never yeah. gonna end they Thank keep leaving DP yeah. tour keeps letting them come back to certain events, but not all events. It's a weird well, thing. Did you, did you see Sergio this past week? I saw he played then with Drew. Yeah. And and then a went... football game, college <laughs> football game. Like, dude, like that's, that's the thing is if you want to play, go play. Otherwise let someone else that needs a spot, go play. Don't be a douche like that. Apparently like he, like he didn't like he was he, him playing. Didn't let like the last guy in, which was a fellow countryman, a Spaniard who oh, would wow. have gotten in the field. Yeah. So. Nothing surprises me with Sergio anymore. No, I'll put it that way. Nothing. No, does. I mean, any of those guys who who went. Um, I mean, they're they're all trying to justify it for whatever reason, and and I get it. You know, you get plenty of money. That's fine, whatever. Um, but that's I, mean, I don't know. That's the path you chose, so go that way. You know, I, and I like John Rom's answer. I don't know if you saw it when they interviewed I him like on Wednesday. It was just like you know, it is what it is. They've made their decision. I don't mind the guys that have played on the DP World Tour most of their career. Like you mentioned, like Poulter and Westwood. And he said even Patrick Reed. He even mentioned his name. He said even Patrick Reed, who's been playing a ton on the DP Tour. And sure. He's like, he's all, it's the other guys that have never played. He didn't mention names. The reporter's all, you mean like Taylor Gooch and Abraham Answer? He's like, I'm not going <laughs> to name names. He's all, but he's all, I'm friends with all of them still. I have no problem. They made the decision. But uh, coming to this event, if you like have never played it, it's kind of shady, he said. So it was pretty... Yeah, he understood some people getting in, but the other one, he's like, you're just here for the points. So right. go away. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, 100%. We'll see how that plays out. D- DJ with the, the win on live with the uh, bank shot eagle on in the playoff hole. But uh, I did want to re- just go back real quick to that turn of the, the, the finals of the, the playoff. 
because I remember right where I was, I was sitting at a bar at a golf course after I just finished 18 holes and Rory McIlroy decided to use the entire golf course. And that just began a text back and forth for me and Jesse, because that's a pet peeve <laughs> of ours, like no one's business. But I was telling Jesse in my text, it was great because when he, uh, was it 18 that he hit the backstop? Yes. So yes. when he hit, because he already got bailed out a couple holes before that uh, on some stuff. I've, I've then, already forgot about this, but I totally remember everything. Yeah, when now. he hit the the grandstands, which he if he doesn't hit him literally if it's a foot higher, it's in the grandstands. Like he was that close to just going yeah. complete Gonzo. I let out a loud, audible gasp at the <laughs> bar, and everyone just like looks at me like, "What's wrong?" And I'm just like, start going. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it was that i yeah it was it was unreal just the fitting end to the whole thing what made it worse in my opinion was the drop yeah i mean because he dropped it like two or three times and then got to place it yep i i I don't know man that that was really a whole strange series of events there um again I, i he played well enough to win the golf tournament if everything was equal but yeah, I don't know. I, it was interesting. It was one of those strange. just like, once again, like, there's got to be a different rule because even like uh, some people that aren't diehard golf, like like PGA fans, but they love to play golf. They were like, how does he get to put his ball there? Like like the rules we have, if we hit a ball like OB, it's like no like direct line back, no closer to the hole and stuff. And he's getting all these like preferential treatments. And everyone's like, yeah. what the heck's going on here? This ain't right. He's not yeah. getting penalized, basically. Right. Like, I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, why, why would you have any fear of hitting it? And it, it I mean, you if you're him, you're going to hit it left because there's water right, water I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's water right. So it's like well, I'm as far left as possible. Well, the water's way back there. But either way, I mean, like, you're just like, you're looking at it and you're like, oh, hell, it doesn't matter. I just, There's my just bailout spot. This is where we're going. It. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It was just funny. Know. This is when it all took place because we joked about that so many times. I'm like, you've got and the final event with everyone watching and it actually got good. It's like, now this is going to happen again. He also got saved a few holes before that by the fans when yep. he when he hit uh, like a pitching wedge like 180 yards out of a bunker. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that. I mean, it's like right over the flag, and then he about chipped it in. It was, but again, I'm not taking anything away from Rory. Yeah. It's just overall, it's just funny how it all we like to bitch. At. Yeah, <laughs> like the little things because us that play golf a lot. It's like if I hit that shot, I'm like three tee boxes over, right. and I'm, I'm I'm lucky to get get it in in like three shots like right about now. So. uh right. Yeah, and that completely ruins your entire round with that triple bogey we just had. So, Correct. yeah, that that's where I get a little bitter on those things. Yep. But I digress. It's just fun to, to, to watch it take place. All right, let's talk. The formerly known event as the Safeway, the Fortnite. I like we call it the Fortnite usually, but the Fortnite, I believe, is what it is. Uh, over there in Napa, California, Silverado Country Club. Of course, I've been fortunate enough to play, and these guys can destroy this course if they want to. So um, what do you have for some uh, past event history? Uh, yeah, last year, um, Max Homa was the winner, 19 under, one shot over Mav McNeely. 2020 was uh, Stuart Sink, 21 under, two shots over Harry Higgs. 2019 was Cam Champ, uh, 17 under, one shot over Adam Hadwin. 2018 was Kevin Tway, 14 under, playoff over Ryan Moore, Brent Snedeker. Uh, Brennan still won back-to-back, 2017, 2016. He used, I think, maybe 17, he used the grandstand. Yep. Uh, speaking of Grant's hands, I mean, that's about it. Griot's won this in the past. Sangmu Bay. I don't know if anybody else is in the field who, you know. Yeah, Kevin Tway would be the only other guy I can think of that's in the field that's won, if anybody. But, uh, yeah, not a whole lot. It's uh, it's the main ones you mentioned. Uh, and Stugo didn't even play last year when he could have defended his title. So we'll see how that takes place. But when you look at the course, Silverado Country Club, as I mentioned, uh, it's a par 71, a little over 71. Or it's a par 72, a little over 7,100 yards. 
Uh, Poa Greens, a little bit of Ben, but mainly Poa, your West Coast Poa, what you're coming to expect. Um, you're going to hear a lot of Johnny Miller, Miller talk because he used to have a hole on, I believe it was the old par 311th is, yeah, par 311th you'll see. And uh, it's a pretty interesting layout at that, that house and you have to go over some water. So that'll be talked about on TV multiple times. The thing with this course is the fairways are, for the most part, not too hard to hit. You can spray it because you're crushing it. The rough isn't penal. But what you have to do is you have to at least keep it within the rough because otherwise you're in the trees. And that's pretty much one of the only defenses of this golf course. You can you can bomb and gouge it if you want. You can just be accurate off the tee and have a great approach game. Either way has been proven to be very successful here at this golf course. There are a good amount of bunkers around. I will say that much. So um, if you are if you are missing the green, scrambling will come in, come into play pretty, pretty importantly. But um, you should be able to be birding a lot of holes here. All but one of the par fours and nine of the par fours are less than 450 yards. Some of them are almost drivable, if not drivable. Uh, they're very, very short, but sometimes those play strategy. You're like a three-wood or something off and, and wedge it up. So it's all about a wedge game. I like the, the longer approaches you'll have, like 150. The par fives are um, all gettable into if you're accurate off the tee. So you got that going for you. And I guess the other defense would be the par threes are all 180 plus. So they're a little trickier. Um, and the greens are... To me, I thought they were a little bigger than most places I played in California. So a little more accuracy on those par threes. Otherwise, you're going to just hope you can two-putt it, get your par, and walk away. Pars on these par threes are actually pretty good scores. So you get that, then then attack the par fours and crush the par fives. That's kind of your strategy. Simple. It's what you'd expect from a basically a resort golf course. That's what you want to do here. And uh, I guess the one thing I'll say before I pass it back to you, Jesse, is the trickiest part about this is we've had a few week layoff, especially for some of these guys that didn't make the playoffs, which is a lot of this field. So we haven't seen them. We have corn fairy guys that in models, we don't really have the numbers for. So that'll check out a little weird. So when we're picking players here, it's a lot of models. It's a lot of kind of just tournament history, maybe kind of feel and like ownership could come into play for sure. But uh, what are you looking at when it comes to stats and whatnot, Jesse? Yeah, there's plenty of course history to, to wait. Um, but also just, you know, tee to green approach, birdie or better um, is, is what you're going to be looking at. I mean, the, the scores are going to get low. It's, you know, it's like you said, a resort course. These guys tear it up. Um, I mean, they like the Corn Ferry tore up uh, Victoria National, which to me is the hardest golf course I've ever played. So, I mean, that's just what these guys do to these places. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of just your standard kind of run-of-the-mill PJ Tour event stats you know you want somebody who gets hot with the butter yep you're gonna see that on most of these fall swing events most winners are gonna be like 18 to 2200 par like most of them it's just that's how they build these these courses for the fall swing so we'll see how that plays out but uh let's get into it dk score and i said we do have a few big names here we have four guys over 10k you got matsuyama leading the way at 10-7 max home of the defending champion at 10-5 Corey connors at 10-3 and sahith thigala at ten thousand dollars if you're looking up top, Jesse, where are you going? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously all four are very playable. I mean, I, I would probably rank it Max, uh, probably Hideki, Corey, Thigala, if I'm going to rank all four of them. Um, I mean, Max, defending champion, he's been playing well, too. I mean, he, he, he played really well at the Tour Championship, mm-hmm. uh, especially after the first day. Had he started a little bit better, he'd probably have been in the mix there with, uh, with Rory and and Scotty, but um, obviously Max is fine. I, I, I mean, I don't like to do this, but I like Figala. I mean, uh, at ten thousand, I mean, it's it's hard to stomach. It's he's not been there since the John Deere Classic way back in July, um, as far as pricing goes. And so, but I, 
I think just going to him, I, that's probably what I'll end up doing. I, I wouldn't argue against any of these guys up top, though. I mean, it's 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 pretty clear that the top really two are head and shoulders above everybody else in this field. Yeah, and that's kind of why I, I want to try to get Homer or, or, or Matt's in almost all of my lineups if I can, just because I, I do believe I they, see are, that. they are far and away the best in this field. Again, we've seen at this tournament, especially the guys you named that one, we're not the tops in this field. Like, so it's when it becomes a birdie fest and a putting fest, anybody's into play if you're just kind of you know, the approach games on that week. So we'll see what happens. But when it comes to a home, when it comes to Monsiano, and Monsiano's been weird lately because you never know how his injury is. It's been a few weeks off, but when he's healthy, he should torch this golf course. And he has in the past. He's got great history here. So I like Homa and Matsuyama quite a bit. Like you said, you can make arguments for all of them. Uh, the, if I have to do anything negative, just the, the, the Sahith's game over the last 24 rounds. He's been get, it really struggling off the tee. His driving's been it's been really really brutal, but other than that, he's been a beast. He's a birdie machine, like you like we like to say. So he does stand out in that regard. But I'm I'm looking at Max and I'm looking at Matsuyama right now as I, I sit here on a Monday afternoon trying to uh like, like you sent me those tweets earlier about the chalk hitting. Well, the chalk's going to be Homa and Matsuyama. So um, that's just one of those things. Like it's like when um when Rom won in Puerto Rico, you just ate the chalk. That's just yeah. or not Puerto Rico or that that was down there. Um, you just you just eat that chalk. Mexico, Mexico. That's what it was. Yeah. Just eat it, and move on. Type thing. For the for those that doesn't don't know exactly what he's talking about, Rick uh, Gaiman, Gaiman uh, at Rick Rungood on Twitter um, tweeted last that about last year the most popular DFS golfers did the best golfers who were twenty plus percent owned returned eight point seven x value compared to not as good in twenty twenty one. And not as good in 2020. Um, golfers who were 30 plus percent owned returned 11.8x value. And it's about double what it was in 2021, and a little bit more than 2020. So, I mean, it, it's just the golf, the 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 whole landscape. Yes, DFS mm-hmm. landscape is it, it. Everybody is so much sharper, yeah, and so that, like it, it, that's. Yeah. I think that's probably why I've had difficulty having success in golf more recently is because like my mindset is like, I don't want to play that guy because he's high owned, yeah. but he's high owned for a reason. Yeah. I've, I've been trying to like, I've been trying, yeah, I've been trying to change that mindset for all golf football. Even there's so much content and so many smart people out there. So many optimizers and whatever you want to look at that there is such thing as good chalk. Now we'll chalk fail. Of course we talk about it every week. So there's always like at least one or two chalk bombs. There's right, never right. a fail on that. But at the same time, it's like some of these guys, they're chalky for a reason. And I, what that was telling you is more often than not, they're paying off. So that's why we will say a lot of the times, like, okay, take your guys up top that you really like, you think will do well, and differentiate in like the 7 and 8K range where there's really not a lot of difference between these golfers. Play your ownership down there and see you yeah. can run hot that weekend. It's tough to stomach, like Jesse said, because like when we started the show and before that, it was easy. If you just faded the chalk and those, guys, those six guys made the cut, like I know it's not easy, but you know what I'm saying? You yes. were – you were finishing high more often than not. Like you were just running things because chalk was feeling left and right. So right. it's a, it's a different animal these days in all sports, but golf, that was a, an interesting tweet to kind of showcase what we said a lot on the show last year. And I know like Mayo and Feinberg, when they do their pick show, cause they like to pick a lot more long shots. They were struggling at times this year because they, they're just not hitting. They're just, it was always the, the favorites cashing in. So it's, we'll see how it goes in the fall swing. Maybe it'll be a little different. We'll see these, these young kids are getting so good now that, um they're they're priced up for a reason like in this next range you got a bunch of young guns in the 9k range that probably wouldn't be here in recent years so it's it'll be interesting to see how it plays out yep 
9K range, uh, second place last year, Mav McNeely at $9,900. Taylor Pendrith at 98. Cam Davis at 96. Davis Riley at 94. Tom Hoagie, 93. Grio at 92. And Bryn, oh no, that's it. That's the 9K range. So you have five, six guys up here, Jesse. Yeah, Pendrith would be my. One of my favorite plays on the on the board. Um, played him obviously a bunch toward the end of last season uh, when he was coming back from injury, and he played really well and made it all the way to the BMW Championship. Finished eighth. That was his last start. He does have one start here last year. He finished thirty sixth. Cameron Davis, um, two out of three made cuts at this event. His last start was in twenty twenty. Finished thirty sixth, uh, and and hasn't missed a cut on tour since May, since the Wells Fargo Championship. Just playing really solid golf. Uh, so, I mean, those guys, I think Cam Davis is probably going to be the higher of the two. Um, I really like Pendrith a lot. Cam Davis, you know, again, like it's just one of those things where you just play the the child guy no matter what and then just kind of go, you know, try to get five more guys through the cut from there. Yep. Yeah, no, uh, Davis is number one in my model over the last 24 rounds. And, again, the numbers might be a little skewed, like I said, because certain guys' stats aren't all accumulated in here for this event, but we know how good Cam Davis has been playing. He's number one in opportunities gained over the last 24 rounds, second in par five scoring, second in birdie or better. Uh, he's, all the proximities you're looking at, he's top 10. He's a beast. So I love Cam Davis. It's chalk I'll gladly eat. And Pendrith the second in my model. We're talking about if you can bomb bomb a golf course, Pendrith's a guy that you should be looking at pretty closely. That's that's a guy you want to you want to look at. So like I, uh, Davis is eighth in this field in driving distance, Pendrith's ninth. So you guys are both very, very good. So I like both of them. They're one and two. I will say Griot's fourth in my model. He's played really well. He's got great course history. Plus, he's fourth and birdie or better uh, the last 24 rounds. He's he's actually first in this field in par five scoring over the last 24 rounds. Again, could be skewed, but for the stats we have, I think that's pretty impressive coming from Miliano Griot. Maybe that's why he does well here. He's got success on these kind of courses that don't have a lot of hazards if you're just keeping it in in between the lines, basically. So uh, Griot I, it checks out pretty well. The one guy I will mention, though, that could be interesting, I think McNeely might get overlooked. Just if he's played well here, just his current form is kind of wonky. But the guy I want to mention is Davis Riley. If we're talking strictly birdies, DK scoring, Riley's a guy that can tilt you from time to time, but he can also run just crazy when it comes to birdies. Like he's seventh in opportunities gained over the last 24 rounds, but he's also 104th somehow in par five scoring. So do the math on that. I have no idea. It's golf for you in a nutshell, I guess. But um, he's a guy we've seen either blow out a tournament or get blown out of a tournament. And that could be a fun guy to use up here if you want to play some leverage. But I'm pretty much with you. It's Davis and Pendrith if you have to just narrow it down real quickly. All right. 8K range. Brennan Steele is $8,900. Uh, Denny McCarthy, 88. Troy Merritt, 87. Tom, Thomas or Tomas Dietry at uh, 86. Taylor Montgomery, one of the top Corn Ferry players, 8,500. And that tells a lot if the Corn Ferry grad is 8,500 bucks. Um, Webb Simpson, 84. Trey Molinax, 83. Justin Sue, another Corn Ferry grad at 82. Alexander Noren, 81. Gary Woodland, 8,000. Wyndham Clark at 8,000. So it's a kind of a fun range. That's where you could probably start differentiating if you had to, Jesse. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, Steele, the course history narrative, um, hasn't missed a cut here since at least 2015. I don't know if ever, but he had the back-to-back wins in 2017, 2016. So, you know, he made uh, the BMW, uh, finished 32nd there. And, and it, it, you know, he was kind of playing a little bit better toward the end of last season. I think he's fine. Dietrich at 86. Um, he's never played here, but has been playing uh, some European events. Yep. Finished fifth last week, 12th week before that, 10th in his, in his previous start before that. Um, so playing solid golf. Molinax, 
Uh, his course history is not good. Three straight missed cuts, um, not in consecutive years, but the last three times he showed up here, he's missed the cut. But 12th and 5th in his last two starts and had a win at the Barbasol, you know, four starts ago. So playing really solid golf. And then Sue, yeah, 8,200. 58th here last year. He won the Corn Ferry Finals, I believe, didn't he? I believe so, yes. At uh, uh, That was... It seems like forever ago, but I think it was just a couple weeks ago. It was like last weekend. <laughs> was, I think it was. I think it was like two weekends ago, wasn't it? Was it last weekend? It was last weekend. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. He won it, so obviously the form is there. Um, and if he can shoot twenty-one under at, uh, um, Victoria National, he should be able to tear up Silverado. But obviously it's golf, so. But yeah, yep. those would be my guys in this range. And I could be talking completely out of my ass, but I'm pretty sure, sure Justin Sue was either Stanford or USC. So he's a California boy, which might yeah, it was Cal, I think. Yeah, can help him with the POA quite a bit. I knew he's a California guy, so yeah. a Pac-12 guy. So uh, he's definitely one you could take a peek at. But in this range, this is where I'm going to start making some stands, and it's this is to completely avoid the chalk. I'm going to fade Brennan Steele this week. He's third in my model. Like it's one of those that you just kind of make your mind up, and I might regret it later, but. His current form sucks, even though he ranks high in my model. Like we played him like he was good enough to survive like the BMW and stuff, but he was always high in the models there and never played up to that. He just did enough to check the boxes, I guess. But um, and of course his year is great. So I think he's gonna be very, very popular. So that's where I'll make one of my stands. We'll see how it goes. I do like the Tomas Dietrich call, though his form is outstanding. Can't, you know, I'm assuming he's flying a, a decent plane back from Europe, not uh, you know, southwest. You never know though. He might be. <laughs> But uh, Dietrich 86, I do like. Taylor Montgomery, I'm curious on the ownership just for the fact he destroyed the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, he was hitting, from what I was reading, he can drive it pretty well on the Corn Ferry Tour. Maybe not, though, because like he's 47th on the PGA Tour in his 10 rounds he's played. But uh, on the Corn Ferry, uh, what I was reading was he was quite a bomber there. So he's interesting if he comes in low owned because he you know, Corn Ferry guys we know just go for birdie hunting, and that's what we want. Uh, I like Trey Mullinex. I'm with a sixth in my model. That current form is great. I got Justin Sue at 82. And then one guy I'll look at quite a bit because he usually comes in lower owned is Wyndham Clark at $8,000. He's 15th in my model, sixth in driving distance, 14th in the proximity, 1 to 125, which would be pretty common at this place, 12th in uh, opportunities gained. So he gives himself a lot of opportunities to uh, to score, and he was coming in some really, really good form. So I think Wyndham Clark could potentially – Come in as one of your lower owned plays that has a, a lot of upside. He's shown he's shown chances to make some runs, and at eight thousand, I'll take that chance. Uh, Seventy five at seven to seventy nine. You got Day Kirk Champ, who's won here before. Kevin Yu, Burmeester, Putnam, Cooch, Moore, Reavy, uh, Nick Hardy, JJ Spawn, Streelman, and Adam Long. Jesse, when you said Kevin Yu, do you mean Carl Yawn? I have Kevin Yu at seventy eight hundred dollars on this. That's got to be the same guy. <laughs> that's got that's that's the guy what i'm reading here on fantasy national is kevin you because yes, labs has it as carl like y-u-a-n yeah i had no idea <laughs> can't help you there let me look up DraftKings while you talk <laughs> now i'm curious uh 7700 uh putnam i love it uh, i i i mean I, if i was gonna play 20 max this week i'd probably have 100 percent putnam the course history is good um, three straight made cuts. Now 30th is his best finish in the last three starts here, but was playing solid toward the end of the year. Finished fifth St. Jude, a um, couple other top 20s or top 30s, and then another top uh, 15 at the, at the 3M Open. Chez, from a course history perspective, um, just like Brennan Steele, uh, but 
Chez hasn't missed a cut here since at least, I, I don't know if he's missed one ever, but 2015, he's not missed a cut since 2015. It's played every year here. His finishes toward the end of the year were, were not great. And then last but not least for me in this range, yeah, Taylor Moore at 7,600. He missed his he missed the cut in his only appearance here um, last year, but hasn't missed a cut on tour since the Memorial back in June. Did you figure it out? It is you know, DK has Carl Young or whoever you have on, on your deal. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, yeah. it, I'm guessing. I'm assuming it's the same player. I, it's got to be. Yeah. I don't have any stats or anything. There's no stats here either. <laughs> no stats. He has zero rounds on the PGA Tour, but he's torching the Corn Ferry before he got done. God, I can't wait to watch him just go off then since we mentioned him and have talked yeah, to him about this much. I'm going to probably have him in like two of my 20. Just you might as well look, now. Yeah. Just looking up his current form. Let's go. <laughs> Giddy up, Corn Ferry boy. But uh, for me in this range, like Cam Champ actually start ended the year playing much better than he was for a while there. But I know we were kind of plugging him in in certain uh, GPPs, so I don't mind him at seventy eight hundred dollars if you want if he comes in kind of lower owned. Um, our, our boy Yon that we just talked about, I'm I'm very intrigued by him now. I'm going to dig in on that a lot more, um, knowing that if it's screwed up on uh, national, this might be like one percent ownership stuff. So now I'm now I'm yeah. intrigued on this yeah, one for sure. Um, Andrew Putnam, I 100% agree with you. Like, and the thing is, he doesn't rate out well for some reason. He's 83rd in my model, but he's first around the green. Um, he's second in par fours, four to 450, which I told you, like I said earlier, is a humongous stat here. Proximity stats are great. He's played phenomenal at this golf course, and I thought his recent play was better than 83rd in this model. So um, I think Putnam's a really good call. I love the Taylor Moore call as well. The guy's been torching like the second half of the golf season at 7,600 bucks. Ches Reeby always rates out well in my models, and I just don't understand it, but his course history here is great. So I, 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 I'm agreeing with you on what you said. The last guy I'll mention here, um, JJ Spawn, had a really good year last year, kind of finished a little rocky, but I think uh, in the BMW actually played pretty well towards the end there. Um, he's a guy that loves the West Coast. He's from the West Coast. He knows Poa very well. So I don't mind JJ at some low ownership at 7500 bucks either, a guy that can uh, go low, and we've seen win. So he's a guy that, that can be quite interesting. 74 to 7K, you got Jaeger, Sink, Lipsky, Gillick, Hubbard, Knox, Lauer, Rogers, Smalley, Taron, Todd, Svensson, Neesmith, Laird, Hodges, Matt Wallace, Redman, Eckrote, Goderup, Glover, Fratelli, Blair, List, English, Wu, Hoffman, Duncan. I didn't think it'd be this long. So uh, Hadley, Hugh, Fowler, Cook. Usually they save them all for the 6K range, but they gave us a lot right there, Jesse. So who do you like in this range? You're obviously rusty if you're lead, if you're reading uh, 75 yeah. to 7,000. weeks off, man. I got to get back in the groove here. <laughs> you stop reading names. At it's, it's our fall swing too right now. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, David Lipsky, 7,400, finished 22nd here last year. Three straight made cuts. On tour, um, I think he's fine. I I like Gillett quite a bit. Now, he's three of three made cuts here yep. at this tournament. Um, made the cut at the window, missed the cut at the Rocket Mortgage, but had a bunch of made cuts in a row on PGA Tour before that. Uh, Lee Hodges, 7,200, another guy. Fratelli, Doc Redman. And then Chris Chris Goderup. I mean, I, I know he didn't make the cut at the Corn Ferry Finals um, and kind of sputtered toward the end, but... I feel like you can probably hop back onto the the Goddard up train uh, bandwagon, whatever you want to call it, at a lot less ownership this week. So I'm I'm, I'm going back to Goddard up. And this is another phenomenal region, kind of like we talked about earlier. Just get different here and get play your chalk up top because you really can't tell me that there's a huge difference between most of these guys, like right. at all. Like so, there's yeah. it's literally if you know, there's like three guys like a seventy three hundred bucks, play the lowest on one, then go play your Cam Davis. Like you're totally fine. Just just roll that one. You'll be you're good to go. Like Steven Yeager, 
dude's ninth in my model. We, like we talked about him, you talked about him a lot towards the end of last year. He was playing some phenomenal golf, played well on the corn ferry to get uh, get his tour car back for the entire year. I don't mind Lipsky. I think Gillick's just a great play because he was he was a six K guy. I played a lot towards the end of last year, playing really really good golf. I'm always a Mark Hubbard stand, and I'll at least back it up by saying his you know his, his course history here: sixteenth, miscut, thirteenth. So when he makes the cut. That's a good finish for 7,300 bucks. We know he can birdie in bunches as well. And when it comes to, uh, you know, the par four scoring is 11th in this field that we want to see an opportunity to gain 20 seconds. So I like that quite a bit. It is P-Raj week. He's 20th in my model. And more importantly, P-Raj likes a certain golf course. His last five times he's played here, uh, T6, 46, 44th, 25th, 43rd. So that's five straight made cuts with a six last year. So I'll be going back to P-Raj as well. Alex Smalley, Cullum Tarum. Spenson just he's GPP only for sure, but he's interesting. I like your Lee Hodges call, like Goddard up. Um, but the one I really like, there's actually a couple down here. Luke List at 7,000 should not be 7,000 in this field. I don't yeah. care if he misses the cut, I don't care. Like the dude won at the Farmers last year, like he can bomb the ball. We know it's all comes down to putting with him, but he can he gets he's 15th in opportunities gained. So just you know, if he gets hot with the putter, he could lap this place. Like he's he is that good. So I like Luke List a lot. Uh, Chasson Hadley finished the year on a great note and he's played well on the West coast. So like Hadley at $7,000 as well. Uh, there'll be a couple more. There's a bunch in here you could look at though, but list at 7,000 and even Hadley at 7,000. seem like they're coming in way too low, uh, in this type of a field. 6k range. Who are you liking? Cause I'm not reading all these. There's some other names there. It's right around 7,000 too. Like uh, Harris English, Ricky. Yeah. I mean, even Hoffman, you wouldn't be shocked yeah. if his back's better now. Like it, that was the problem the whole time. We never knew it was back. Like Brandon Wu has been proven to go like that's why this range is so just like pick your poisons. Like, there's only a few guys I would be like, absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. But the right. rest of them, I could listen to an argument and be like, okay, I get it. In a GPP, sure. Uh, in the 6K range, Seung Hung Kim. Uh, butchered that. I'm sure the model likes him. Cameron Percy is very interesting to me. Four, four made cuts here. Um, Last year, 64th, year before that, 23rd, 7th in 2019, and back to 2014, 26th. And it's coming off an eighth-place finish at the Wyndham Championship. Uh, withdrew from the Rocket Mortgage, but finished 26th, 50th, 41st, and three starts before that. So 6,800, I think you can do a lot worse. Bramlett, I think, is fine. Uh, the model also likes Mas- 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 Matthias Schmidt. Thank you. Yep. Um, Schmidt. Uh, the, the model likes him. Uh, you take that for what it's worth. Ryan Moore, I think he's fine. Brian Stewart, uh, Ben Griffin is another guy. And then last but not least is Scott Harrington. Mm-hmm. Uh, back-to-back make cuts here, 2020 and 2019. So 36th, 23rd. I think he's been on all corn Ferry since then, but 6,100 bucks. You're not really ever going to find anybody with course history like that as far as two for two made cuts. So. Yeah, no, that's that's an impressive finish there for Mr. Scott Harrington. Uh, I'll go backwards here since I just went out to Harrington at sixty one hundred. I got a I got a guy for you too, and don't puke in your mouth. But Nick Watney, thirtieth, forty sixth, and tenth his last three years here, and he was showing quiet signs of life towards the end of last year. Quiet for Nick Watney standards, is what I'm going to say. So he's sixty one hundred bucks. I like the Harrington call a little better. I'll be honest, but. Watney's another guy. He lives right down the road, or he's from right down the road in Dixon, California. So he's played this place a ton. Uh, Brandon Matthews, big time corn fairy guy at 62. If you need to go there, uh, Smotherman's always been a guy that I'll roll with at 6,500, 26th in my model, 16th in opportunities gained. So, like, if you're playing 6K guys, and they, I, I like the fact that he's giving himself chances all the time to make the cut. So let's go. Uh, Benny On's back, Jesse. 
Pinion's back if you're curious at $6,500. Uh, Peter Malnati, what's up? I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Malnati, 22nd miscut, miscut, 25th, 30th in his last five events here. If you're feeling frisky, um, it's it's bad down here. But you, again, you can make cases. Nick Taylor loves playing this place. Um, Michael Thompson, 67. But I got Matthias Schmidt as well at 68th, 10th in my model. He, he's a bomber on the Corn Ferry Tour. So like that. Cam Percy, I had checked off. Hayden Buckley is another guy I would look at. And then um, what's your thoughts on guys like Will Gordon and Austin Cook who have been proven to play well on the tour, lost their cards, went to Corn Ferry, played really well on the Corn Ferry, have their cards back now? Do you know who's a, who was a fan of Will Gordon? Um, I have a few guesses, but I'll let you tell me first. Cease Pete's. Oh, <laughs> I was wondering where this was going. Yeah, so that's that's a no-go then, no-fly zone. I mean, you can play him if you want to. I don't really have any other thoughts on any of these guys down here, um, but I just read his name because he used to call him Will Gangster Gordon before he quit quit Twitter. Yeah, got forced off Twitter, gotcha. Um, I think he just quit it, but whatever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. Um, but yeah, no. So the, the 7K, low 7s and 6K range, that's where if you guys want to get different, get get weird. I have no problem because we're going to look at that leaderboard, at least the top 30 on Sunday. And you're going to laugh and go, wow, look at like the 10 guys that came from there, 15 guys that came from down here. That sure. made all the difference in the world. All right, let's recap things. 10K and above, Jesse, who's your number one? I'm going to say just to be different, Thigala. I mean, it's clearly it's Max Homa, Homa, but it's clearly Max Homa. Yeah. This is a pro Max Homa podcast. So this is clearly yeah. Max Homa. Uh, 9K range. I just looked. I have all of them checked off. So I have to pick my favorite. Who's yours? Pendrith. Cool. You left me Cam Davis, who is my favorite. So there we go. Uh, 8K range. Melanax. That's a good one. I will go Tomas Dietrich at 86. Um, 75 to 79. Putnam. Putnam's a good one. I'll go Taylor Moore. For me, I almost wanted to say uh, our boy uh, Johan, or what? Because I, I don't know what his real name is. It's not. I have Kevin Yu, so that's uh, going on here. Uh, seven to seventy-four. How do you say his name? Gillick? Or yeah, Gillick. Okay, Gillick. Because that's how I've always heard it said. Could be yes. totally wrong, but this doesn't look like it's spelled that way. Yes, yeah, it's like Glitchick. Yes. Yeah, Gillick. I'm gonna go Luke List. I'm gonna die on that hill, which is a I've died on many times, many times. I'm like a cat <laughs> when it comes to, to Luke List. Nine lives, probably the nineteen lives. Um, 6K range. Percy. I like that Percy call. That's a very interesting because I was wondering that when I was looking through one, I'm like, hey, he's checking all these boxes here. It's interesting. I'll go Matthias Schmid. I'll go with that one there. Um, you can play cash this week. You really can. It's going to be tricky at times, but you can. So how would you start out a cash lineup? Mullinex, Putnam, and man, I'd like to click on Chez, but it's kind of difficult to do. Um, so I would probably say Taylor Moore over Chez. Yeah, we're in the same thought process. I'll go P. Raj. I'll go Putnam. And I will go with um, I'll go Grio. I know it's a little more expensive, but I'll go Grio at 92. Um, if you're starting out a GBP lineup, though, where are you going? Uh, Percy, Pendrith, um, and Goderup. I'm going to go Homa, Davis. Then I'll drop down to um, Matthias Schmid. Go, I'll let you guys put the middle pieces together there. All right, now the fun part. Who you got winning this thing? Because Max Homa's plus 1,000 on this bad yeah, boy. The favorite. It's difficult. Um, now, Thigala at 28 is not terrible. Pendrith, 30 is not terrible. Uh, Putnam, 50. And then Percy at 130. 
you are all in on Percy this week, so I hope I don't have to text you on Friday afternoon. That's all I'm saying. Um, there is like Carl Yon, our boy, is plus one as one is hundred to one. That's interesting. I'm not saying play him, but he's a lot higher priced than he is on DK, so that's fun. Um, but if I'm looking at anybody, oh man, this is tricky. Uh, Grio's forty to one. Loves playing here. I think uh, Pendrith at thirty is also a decent number. I'm still a Cam Davis favorite, so he's twenty two. Uh, if you got to go a little farther down, though, I like the idea of Taylor Moore at 60. That could be a fun one as well. So some very interesting – and honestly, I'm not going to go through it all right now, but I would look at some of these long, long shot guys and play some top 20s. That, I think that would be a fun one to, to, yeah, to peek around sure. with this week. But all right, Jesse, final thoughts as the fall swing is kicking off of the President Cup in I think a week or two to, to talk about. But for now, we got – I think Sanderson's next week. So we got some. We get to play for the cock next week after playing for the the wine barrel this week. It, it, I feel like I feel like I'm on the the it's college football season on the PGA tour. Yeah, that's that's probably a really good comparison from uh, DK wise because uh, you're just learning all these names and trying to figure shit out. So yeah, no, I don't have any final thoughts. Uh, good luck. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun, and we'll we'll be more uh, familiar. Like everybody, if anybody tells you they know these corn fairy guys, they read a book and took some notes. Like, there's a couple guys that are smart. I'm not going to say they're not, but if we know how they're going to play on tour, they don't. Um, so we'll we'll all learn together. And, and Jesse's comment about learning college football—that's how I feel playing college football DFS. The first few weeks, I'm like, I play lightly, kind of learn, and I'll start attacking in like week five or six when I know all these yeah. dudes that we can have some fun with. For sure, but, uh, and that's how the, the the fall swing. Give me a couple of weeks to get some things figured out, and we'll really have some fun. But I love the Safeway. It's a fun tournament because it's not like super penal unless you're just really bad, and by then you're screwed anyways. So it, it should be good. The weather should be beautiful in Napa. Uh, we might get to see pictures of you know you know Xander and, and Patrick Cantley wine tasting while they're not playing in the tournament. Who knows? So it'll be. We're missing Phil this year though. That's one of the big names that's not there. Chucks, but uh, we got that one out. But uh, if you guys have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods or at BD Intric or join us in the Fantasy DGens Discord, answer some questions for you there. But uh, we'll be back with you guys next week with some more action. But good luck with your Safeway or, excuse me, Fortnite, uh, Fortnite Championship <laughs> Preview. This was the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. Catch you guys next time. Oh,